Hello. What up? What up? What up? What up? Stephen Horner, we're going coast to coast. I'm on the west. He's on the east. The west coast is the best coast. Uh, east I, I don't know. Is the, the least? The no, beast. Whatever. Strong Island? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Queens. What? What? I'm from Jersey. Yeah. yeah. The armpit of America. <laughs> so, yeah, it smells really bad in some places. That's like, <laughs> that's, we earned that nickname for sure. I mean, I grew up in Brooklyn. So, yeah, that was, that was, that was how we always thought of that. I'm going to. Yeah, no, it's straight up nasty in some parts. I'm on, like I'm, parts. But there's Not really nice thing. parts. Yeah, there's really nice no, parts. No, it's just really like uh, on the. Part that everybody sees, <laughs> terrible. Sweet. Yeah. Any who's it's. Um, we are here, Stephen Horney. I'm Dr. Bo. We're uh, Bono stuff here. Boom, bada, boom. We're on my YouTube. We're on my Facebook. This is going to be on the podcast. Bono stuff, wherever you get your fine podcast, however you like it. Someone just loved it. Thank you, whoever's watching. I can't see who it is, but thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So uh, this is part two of... Checking out our eight foundations of health with IPT, integrated physical therapy, and health sciences, and many more words that are scientific and things like that. <laughs> and, da, 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 da. and then I was looking back at the last one we did, and I talk too much. So I'm going to let you talk a lot more. But um, oh, come on, no conversation. <laughs> I'm going to tee up what we talked about last time: the eight foundations of health. And for the, anyone wondering why I'm wearing these lovely glasses, and you can actually see the reflection of the beautiful sunshine here in SoCal. Um, so I'm actually going to take these off because, woo, that got bright um, and messed up my hair. Oh, boy. Um, but <laughs> those are blue light blocking glasses we talked about last time. Again, guys, you should definitely go check out that last episode. We covered a lot of very cool stuff. Um, blue light, again, what just happened is I opened up and all of the, like, daylight, uh, the blue light is the spectrum on which the sun light is setting our circadian rhythm. So when it's time to shut down, it is not natural for us to be looking at screens, which we are all in the habit of doing these days. And basically, we wanna get you to block the blue light, get some glasses, get different devices, do less uh, electronics at night, have no TV in your bedroom, a blah blah blahs. So, how'd you yeah. sleep last night? I slept pretty well last night, how about, yours? How about yourself? Uh, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. We we're we're uh, talking a little bit before we started. Uh, we uh, we're over here moving, getting ready, packing movers to the Colorado, um, leaving the sunshine of SoCal for the mountains, the Rocky Mountains. Exciting times. The doggy's very excited. Yeah. So let's jump into it. I do have a, a hard cap here on uh, time. Um, yes, and <laughs> last time we talked about our eight, your eight foundations of health. Uh, I only have five. I'm trying to be like you one day. And uh, the, we covered four because, they again, we could talk about each one for a long yeah. time. And I'm going to review the four that we covered, and then I'm going to let you run and just uh, run the show, man. Um, so yeah. number one was hydrate, uh, diet and digestion. Diet and digestion. I was looking at your uh, – and anyone wants the resource, it's free on your website, the IPT website. Yeah. Uh, and you can get all the e-book the, the e of the eight foundations. They're breaking it down. So on there, it's a little bit different than what it is now. So I, that might have been the previous iteration. Yep. Uh, when's the next one due? Oh, Lord. It's kind of like constantly evolving. I think I just need to put a cap that like every six months, I'll just put it out as there the you go. new instead of constantly trying to be updating it. Yes. It's fine. As new research comes in, as I learn and take new courses, just like anyone else. You're like, not allowed to grow and learn. Yeah, exactly. I'm not allowed to have been perhaps not as correct as I could possibly be today. <laughs> what? Well, I'll share this insider medical system uh, quote that I'm sure Stephen knows. Uh, those listening, though, might appreciate this if you've never heard it. Uh, when we go through any kind of medical training, um, I've, I, this is something I heard from many different professions, but uh, you get, you're told about half of what you're learning right now in school yeah. is wrong. And yeah. will be wrong because the science changes, and that's right. just the nature of it. So, uh, unfortunately, we don't know which half. Obviously, <laughs> so yeah. you got to learn everything. You got to, you know, take your boards, get licensed, and then take it from there. So, um, yeah, things are always changing, including our eight foundations of health, which is why we're talking about it. We're breaking it down, trying to make sure you guys are on the same page as us. So, we had diet and digestion number one. We covered in depth hydration. Kind of makes sense as the next progression: diet, digestion, hydration. All together, stress and sleep, three and four, whichever order you want to go with there. Yeah, and, quick and connected. Then, 
<laughs> and uh, all about the uh, the alliteration slash sleep and stress less and streep. Meryl Streep. I don't know. I'm mixing it all up. Sleep and stress. And the next one, uh, it was so exercise is the next one. Yes, that you. Yeah, exactly. In terms of the order and the exercise and ergonomics is the next kind of pairing mm -hmm. there. But just for alphabetical purposes, no other reasons. Um, <laughs> and are you doing ergonomics or environment? Because again, in the e yeah, exactly move, ergonomic move environment. I I feel like I I am working on the chemical environment mm. um, as far as trying to make sure that your toxins are as low as possible. Um, I would never try and pretend like I aspire to be an expert as some of the experts are. And especially that research is budding, just like a lot of research on what's practical, what's real, what's tangible, kind of the, you're always looking for the biggest impact. Like what's the lowest hanging fruit that I can have as far as my chemical environment to make sure that I can make a good positive impact. And, and I think kind of the, the best soundbite out of all that is that in today's environment, you will encounter toxins no matter what you do and really getting your body to clear them, which I mean, exercise, sweating, those sorts of things, which are wrapped into the other of our foundations of health are going to be really helpful towards making sure that you clear. But if you can avoid them in the first place, that's obviously a great way to reduce your toxicity and therefore your physical environment. But yeah, um, physical environment or ergonomics is another huge one. Um, and then our other two are, I know you got them right there. <laughs> Breathing and connection. And connection is very exciting. Bada bing, bada boom. Three um, parts of that I snuck in. I think it connection to self. I know it's kind of like a dick move where I'm like, um, <laughs> well, it's, eight, the 17, also... it's the 17 foundations. Exactly. Uh, but each subsection has, yeah. So that's to self, to community, and to nature. So that kind of yeah. covers a lot of the things. And I think you probably run into the same problems that I would, that I run into is someone comes in for their shoulder Let's say that, and and this is, I mean, this is the most common one is like someone comes into me for their shoulder and I would love to talk to them about how well they digest, uh, what their diet is like, right. what maybe I see that their skin isn't exactly where it looks like it should be. Or you can tell that, that, that maybe they're not like, maybe that they're struggling with their state of mind, which is another thing, like your skin, your shit, your sanity are three really good indicators <laughs> for your gut health. You and your alliterations. Yeah, you exactly. I made that skin, up. I really did. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Skin, shit, and sanity. Boom. Boom. <laughs> triple triple S. S. And if that person, and, and kind of like th this is the, the the way to think about it, is, is I'm not saying that, that there's not something going on that there, that there shouldn't or isn't a local inflammatory process going on mm. at that person's shoulder. I just know that if there, and we'll take a perfect example of something that we talked about the last time, but if there is an imbalance in the bacteria in their small intestine, their immune system knows that that's there and it's going to try and fight that. The way that it fights that is it goes systemic with creating a lot of inflammation because that's what it would do if it yes. thought that there was bacteria here, it would try and just fight and you need to bring the whole body into it. Mm -hmm. And that is going to create an amplification of the inflammatory process that's happening at the shoulder. And so that's where I always think that it's important to address. But I know that especially people in this kind of MRI, Western medicine, like, I am here for a shoulder supraspinatus tendinopathy because I have an MRI that says shoulder supraspinatus tendinopathy. And I have a doctor's prescription that says supraspinatus tendinopathy. And I looked on the internet with my Google MD and I know everything about it. And this is what I want you to do. And it's like, can we just zoom out a little bit? Probably the same way that I, I think that regional interdependence caught some really good good fire, which I think a lot of people were already treating like that. But Gray Cook, I think, did a good job of bringing some kind of like 
a little bit with his more joint by joint approach. Um, really, regional interdependence started in traditional Chinese medicine, but we can talk about that another day. But being able to zoom out from not just kind of the shoulder to the middle back, I know this is crazy, but then to look at the person truly as a whole, I think is really important and something that takes a lot of time. But again, you kind of got to give them, bless you, nice mute, that you got to give them what they want and you got to give them what they need all in that first session. And if I can send them an ebook and have them peruse it on their own time and then make that first session more of what they want and maybe more of the homework, a little more of what they need, I think I'm doing the best that I can for them on that day. And everybody's different. Some people come and they're like, no, that's what I want to talk about. But I think today in 2021, which feels great to say we got to 2020, <laughs> uh, in 2021, more people, like even I had an evaluation this week where she was like, no, I actually really seek out holistic providers. Like, let's have those conversations. And I was so excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a delicate balance uh, for yeah. sure. I mean, I would guesstimate in my career, you're, you're, you're a lot older than me now. You're a little so, bit older. You're a little bit older I'm than me. Crusty as hell. I'm just so. I'm, uh, I got. I, I graduated 2008 in nice. from PT school. I think you were a few years ahead of me, but yeah. uh, that mathematically would make this my 13th year of practice. Yeah. However many people I've seen over that course of time, um, and I and and you know we talk about the lab, right? And this is PT practice. You're always learning and, and yeah. putting those those data points together as a clinician. Uh, so I bring that up to say. Over those years, you know, thousands of athletes uh, in a CrossFit gym and in, yeah. in the physical therapy clinic. Um, the majority of those injuries, like you're saying, some of them are just that local problem, but mm -hmm. there's such a significant percentage that are more. And and this inflammatory process, is in fact, uh, something I've been doing recently with this virtual life. Um, and I'm trying to avoid being in person with people per se. Uh, and, and moving around now, I'm all over the place. So um, I've been uh, kind of consulting with a few physical therapy clinics. So somebody comes in for an ACL rehab and it's, it's a difficult thing. Again, it's unless it's you're, you've been practicing this concept of like, and this dance of, you know, coming across as like, I know your knee is the diagnosis and you have your orthopedic surgeon and the MRI and all this and Dr. Google and all that. Um, but I want to talk to you about your diet, your poop, your, you know, all this other stuff. So that's something I've been doing as like, Hey, you're not your, you as a clinician don't have time for that. Either you're busy or you really want to just make sure they're feeling good on their knee. Let me be the guy to supplement, to yeah. compliment. And I'm taking them through virtually uh, those conversations around sleep, stress, connectivity, all these other aspects of yeah. health and wellness. So that's something, again, we can all do virtually. Most clinicians don't know how to necessarily refer out for that. Um, most patients don't know to look for that because they're like, my knee hurts, fix my knee. Um, yeah. And so like you're saying, I think that those are very important points to harp yeah. on. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people to start with, you know, let's say you're a younger or a newer clinician, regardless of your um, biological age, to do being an N of one, you know, like playing around with yourself. hey <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, last name's horny talking about playing. Uh, well, this was fun. I'll see you yeah. later. Now, it's <laughs> nice to like, like experiment with yourself. Yeah. You don't have to make that person the first person. You're allowed to do that yourself so that then you have some sort of story and some sort of anecdote to right. tell them. And it doesn't have to come across as an authoritarian thing. Like you got to do this because of this. And you'd be like, hey, I, I know what you're saying. Like, like this is a, like for me, I, when I was surfing the last time, like both of my shoulders hurt a little bit. And that typically when there's something on both sides, like, oh, both of my knees are kind of bothering me, both of my shoulders or both of my big toes. <laughs> that's when I start to really think, okay, let, let's think about something systemic. And, you know, I'll play around with some stuff with my diet and that sort of stuff. And then I have something to go back to that person. Um, it doesn't always have to be so textbook like, learn on yourself, always be experimenting. I think you would say this, I'm sure you do this as N of one, like always oh, oh, try yeah. stuff on yourself, be the experiment. I, I actually uh, tried to get a few folks to help me build an app. So if anyone out there wants and, and is an app person, 
Um, I tried to get an app where you can track your metrics and what are we really focusing on? Because again, all these experiments that you're talking about, and I wanted to call it like the N equals one app. Nice. Um, and and so again, with when I work with clients, and that's the part too, is like most of us need that guidance. Like we don't, cons you know, no offense to uh, you know a stockbroker. Uh, who just might have made a whole bunch of money on on uh, GameStop or what or have you, not. <laughs> yeah. or, or not, yeah, or might have yeah. lost a bunch of money on it. But um, but but again, I don't expect them to be an expert in the body. Just like yeah. I didn't even jump into the GameStop situation because I'm like, I that I don't know what that is. I don't know what cryptocurrency is. Yeah. I'm not interested. I'm passionate about the body. I, like I don't. If I have 20 minutes of mental energy, I understand the benefits of you know some financial savings, understanding tax code yeah. and this and that. But at the end of the day, like we're here to help you. So find a coach unless you want to start studying it. But again, just doing a little Google search and, and, and things like that. Unfortunately, those systems are, are not great for doctor Googling for, again, the medical system is just there to, you know, not, not that it's always wrong, but again, when, when it's like, Hey, you have patellofemoral pain syndrome. Uh, to me, it's like, nobody cares. Like <laughs> it's, I don't want to like completely throw anyone under the bus, but that to me is a, you know, we call some of us in the industry, I don't know if you say the same thing, but it's like a junk pale term. It's a garbage kind of can yeah, term. It's, of, like a, it's like a throwaway diagnosis. Or like it sounds, diagnosis. it sounds fancy, yeah, right? Ooh, patellofemoral pain syndrome. Like this guy knows what he's talking about, but at the end of the day, yeah, all, you're right. I, right. it does sound so fancy. It, it like sounds a, amazing. Chondromalacia. Ooh. I know. Um, that was big when we first started practicing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was hot. <laughs> And uh, there's a whole bunch of SI joint dysfunction. Like yeah. it sounds like, oh, you figured it out. But at the end of the day, it means very little. As yeah, a diagnosis. You, got, you got a weak hip. Doesn't sound like I should have had to give you 500 bucks to tell me that. Right, right exactly. So, and again, patellofemoral pain syndrome to me literally translates to you have pain at your knee. And that's yeah. all we're saying in, a, in four, you know, two extra words or whatever. Um, so any who's it's. Yeah. Uh, the medical system is, is flawed and there's holes and there's gaps. And again, folks like us hopefully are bringing some of this stuff to light. And, and I do want to, uh, again, call back Easter egg, uh, if you will, he just found out what Easter egg means. I um, did. Thanks wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked about Dr. Ruscio, Michael Ruscio's book. And after our last call, I went and ordered it. I had not read it before. I'd heard him on podcasts and things like that. I, mm -hmm. I'm familiar with a lot of the concepts in it. I'm not done with the book yet. Uh, it, it's been about a month since, uh, since we had that last chat. So, uh, I'm going to use that excuse as to why I didn't finish. What I will say, if you're a lay ish person out there listening and you want to get that book, it's pretty thick. There's a lot of references, a lot of resources. So, um, it's got really good information and I think it's very digestible, ironically, uh, hey. uh, but at the end of the day too, it's, 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 it's a little dry. It's not written for, you know, a novelization. Um, and, and, but there's really good stuff in there. And, um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride so far. And again, it's, uh, you know, linking up with a lot of the other things I know, but let's talk back to the experimentation concept. So yeah. that's where, again, a lot of folks, you know, again, if I have knee pain, uh, like what am I connecting to that knee pain? I need someone like you or me to guide that process, um, for my patient to, to say, Hey, like, does my sleep really matter? Like, uh, does my, you know, nutrition really matter? The types of poops I'm taking, uh, you know, how does that all connect? So if you don't know those pieces, you don't know what to track, then, you know, that experimentation becomes kind of moot in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, and, and I think that it's, it. I think the reason you probably have your five and the reason that I have my eight or whatever number. 17. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Eight. <laughs> plus a little sneak attack there. I think that it is so that we can almost set it and forget it so that you know that if they're addressing these five and I know that they're addressing these eight plus, right. that, that then I don't have to break out the magnifying glass and look for anything other than those eight, because if one of those is totally dog shit, like let's say their sleep is totally dog shit, mm -hmm you that's your lowest hanging fruit yeah like, that's why they're not recovering right okay great now we can go with it right there, there's the actionable component to all this that i would say that again if anyone's like i love that these guys are nerds and talking about all this fun stuff but what like what does it mean to me that's what it comes down to that's what all these different components come down to is yeah if you're not meeting these basic 
yeah. concepts. Like, you know, I, I have a few folks working on their nutrition with me. Uh, I'm just thinking like, right, you know, what's right in front of my face who just texted me and, and I just checked in on one guy, like, how's your sleep? He's like, what sleep? And, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to make sure you understand, like all the food changes we're going to make of like, you know, Chipotle and no sour cream and like whatever little things yeah. we're going to do. Um, if you're not sleeping at least six quality hours and like, that's a real minimum uh, yeah. that's already pushing it. Like, you know, just, we need to, we're getting, we're fighting against the, the, like this big fire and, yeah. and we're, we're, we're doing the best we're throwing like, you know, my, my bottle of water on it. Um, <laughs> but we're not, yeah, we're, we're not spray. We're not, the firefighters aren't here yet. So, um, you know, when the sleep happens, that's when like, okay, this fire went from, you know, raging to, you know, 50% lower. So yeah. that's, that's the analogy I use there of like, you know, what are we, and people are always asking me like, okay, we're going to do a 30 day reset and we're going to eliminate grains, legumes, dairy. Okay. Can I have this? Well, you were taking the fire from like a hundred and the idea, the goal is to get it down to like a, whatever, 60 or 50 over those 30 days. And we're trying to get it down, whatever, one point every day by adding that in, you're slowing down that, that, that process that we're doing. Yeah. So it's semi-inflammatory. It's not as bad as other things, but like, I get you, you miss your ice cream. I get all that, but it's up to you of like, if you really want to clean your stuff up, if you really want to make that progress, those are the conversations we need to have. And it has to become, that's the other part for me too. It's not just telling you for the next 30 days, don't eat these things because they're bad. And then third day 31 back to whatever you want to eat. Um, and I'm focusing a little bit on just the food side, but it, you know, to me, it's, it's the yeah. same concept around, you know, building these habits, um, and these basic lifestyle components. So like, uh, again, an actionable one for me is, is 10 minutes after every single meal, go for a 10 minute walk. Ooh. Like that's it's gonna help digestion. To yeah. your, it's going to give you a little bit of movement. We're, we're knocking out like five of your, uh, <laughs> five of your 17. And I keep picking on that, but I do, I will say my five, uh, instead of eight, uh, pro definitely have, you know, sub components as well. So we really, <laughs> Olympic rings, my friend. Cheers to that. Yeah, man. So, but like little habits like that. I don't, do you have another habit like that that you think everyone should be doing, or oh. or is it, is, does it come down to experimentation? Because again, to me, something like that ten minute walk again, that's not always possible, I guess. But uh, yeah. you know, again, and what like are we talking? Do we get down to the nitty gritty of like, oh, if you have a snack, like you know, you don't need to go for the walk, or you know, like yeah. But yeah, do you have do you have one you could this share? Is, uh, this is going to be kind of personal. I'm actually going to take you through the oddities of my day, just oh, real boy. quick. I may oh, regret boy. this, but let, <laughs> let's go for it. Because um, I actually took the weird things that I do and have done. Like my quest for health has been. I, it sounds weird. <sighs> my buddy Peter DeQuino, one of the best. I've talked. I talk about him pretty much on every single uh, cast that I'm on just because he's so influential. He is one of the best clinicians in Manhattan. He's an acupuncturist and he's the best health coach that I know. With all that being said, he was kind of like, hey man, like, did you ever maybe think like what you eat and what you drink might be affecting your neck and big toe and right. left shoulder and like all this shit? And I was like, I just like for a long time kind of just was like, no way, no way, no mm -hmm. way. And then I was on a cruise ship. This is like, it was Carnival cruise ship. And maybe I already shared this, but I'll share it again. And it was one of those libraries that's like the size of a big closet. And you're supposed to like <laughs> take a book, leave a book, whatever. And I picked up Wheat Belly and I yeah. started reading it just while I was there, maybe like 50 pages on that, um, on that one week cruise or whatever it was. And so I was just like, from today on, I'm just going to only have gluten one time mm. a day. That's it. So I'm not even saying like cutting it. I'm right. just saying like cutting it totally out. I just cut it down. And that started, I felt better with that. So I cut it down more. I started reducing meat, which- The again, big fire was going down, folks. It was big crazy fire. from beer to wine. But like those, if you took all of the little funny- things that I've changed, mm -hmm. I actually kind of wrote them down and it comes out to about like 99 different things that wow. I've changed about my life. Right. And so I'm actually working on it right now. I just have to have like a graphic designer put it up because I have my mm. 99, wow. but I'm going to do my try 99 where you can in any order you want mm. do the 99 weird things that Steve has done for health. 
and see how you like them. It's just called a try 99. It's not even anything more than that. Like if you didn't like that week, then yeah. go right back to what you were doing. Totally right. fine. So sorry for mm. wasting your time. I like, I like that. I, so so, were, so the, the habits, let's go. Okay. So I wake up. There were a lot of rhymes in there. Yeah, always. I'm and I kept it, thinking man. of uh, Jay-Z's 99 Problems. Yeah. But, but anyway. This list ain't one of them. <laughs> yeah. Ah, there you go. There it is. Hey, now. So for me, we'll take you through the weird day that Steve. So wake up, which is a redundant thing to say. Clearly, Steve. Everybody wakes up. The first thing that I do. Well, not everybody. <laughs> rest in peace, Grandpa. You do, until, a good one. you do until you don't. Yeah, exactly. So I get out of bed and I immediately have some warm tea while I'm dropping a deuce while I'm reading. So for me, I think the most important thing that you can have for your brain when you first get up is to read. To me, reading is like cardio and kind of focus meditation is like strength training. And I think that three pages, at least of a book has to be consumed as the first thing that you do. Fiction, and the last non-fiction. Uh, whatever, all, all things, but, but more in the fiction, fiction, yeah. autobiographies, kind of like fun stuff. Okay. Um, I'm not picking up healthy gut, healthy you <laughs> yeah. most of the Ooh. time, but sometimes. It is, it is serious. Um, along those lines, I did want to ask, so there's something called, uh, I guess, uh, was it morning pages? Have you heard of this? No, it isn't. So similar concept, but instead of taking in, uh, you write and you oh, write for so three great. pages. So uh, just a slightly different thing. And again, this is to our, uh, theme, I guess, of, of, uh, experimentation. And so, uh, you know, some people, there's the five minute journal, uh, another kind of yeah. concept. First thing you do when you wake up, you reflect three things you're grateful for. So you start the day with a gratitude and you're yeah, just starting on this kind of, you know, physio and the physiological benefits are just tremendous. Cause you're saying like, I'm grateful to be alive, like saying that statement. And again, for me to say it just now, like took me, it was a pattern disrupt and took me a little bit out of like my, just whatever this conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm grateful for this body I have. Like I'm grateful for my health. And so you start going down these paths. Um, so a little bit of a different concept, but again, reading, Certainly a different way to, to and because, and I guess uh, uh, the other part to your point, or uh, if I may, um, is, uh, and a lot of people talk about this, uh, it's similar to the food. It's not just about, let's cut out all this bad stuff. It's also like, what's better? And let's mm -hmm. keep working towards better. So a lot of people, what is the first thing most people do when they wake up, check their phone, check their email, boom, you're bombarded with oh man, I got this deadline and this guy's upset and maybe this person's happy, but great, you know, like whichever way it goes, oh, you're at the mercy of those emails or your social media or whatever totally. it is. Did I get my enough likes from that post I did yesterday? Like, so anyway, back to you. Yeah, that's going to happen anyway, but I try and push that off as far as possible every day. Mm. So I'm dropping a deuce, reading a book, the next thing I'll do, if if time allows for it at that moment in time, a workout is great. You know, that was happening early on in April, May, June, like straight away. Right now, life's a little bit different, yeah. and that's fine. Straight into a twenty-minute focus meditation. So not just like opening up my mind to whatever thoughts. Actually, kind of doing the. I'm opposite. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna time out here and and yeah. just reinforce the fact you don't have children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do not. Yeah. For those who might be listening and like, what is this guy talking about? So no, that's okay. And again, like, I totally am for everything you're talking about. But yeah, totally. But, uh, yeah. Again, no. No. Uh, I don't have any. People, I've just heard these criticisms of like, you know, screw this guy because. <laughs> well, and, and and totally fair and reasonable. And I'm just telling you my routine. I am right. not. And 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 I think. I, I totally hear you. And, I, and I've heard these conversations happen on podcasts between like parents and non-parents. Right. And I totally, totally get it. So just telling you, just telling you how it's going. Yeah. Totally understand the pushback. No, so, no, I'm not pushing back. I'm just, I'm just having fun. Just having fun. Yeah, keep, totally. going. keep going. <laughs> so 20 minute meditation. Great. Then have a little bit of food. Ideally, honestly, like, I don't know if you make your own almond milk, my wife makes almond milk and it's like how, the most how do you make almond milk dude it's so easy you just take a you cup squeeze of the almonds do you squeeze exactly them? you have to milk their little teeth yes so i, got, take, I have uh, nipples soccer yeah can you milk me yeah so you take a cup of almonds a pinch of salt little bit of vanilla 
and dates. Dates are the thing that makes it sweet. That's it. Then you put it in a cheese bag, like, you know, the little bags. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, you could even use like your t-shirt. Just got to sure. put it through something. So take that fresh almond milk with some fruit, throw it into a blender. Awesome. Great grand. Everything's going on. Oh, so it eventually, the almonds like dissolve from the other components? You end up with almond pulp, which you can make into hummus or you can make into like really just hummus, to be honest with you. You can use it in like balls, like like granola eat balls. And then you have the juice or like- I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna be that healthy, but yeah, <laughs> go on with your bad self. Exactly. So, and then I'm just gonna move straight on. So I go outside, glasses off, make sure I get some sunlight on my eyes, like ASAP, driving to work, obviously do my work, go for it, try and exercise super important. By now my phone's back on and everything's going fine. Um, like I said, I don't, what's up? Can I jump in on the sunlight yes. thing? So if it's, again, you're in, you're in the Northeast New York city area. Um, if it's, if it's the winter months, uh, instead of sunlight, are you supplementing with a uh, vitamin D lamp, 10,000 LUX, any of that stuff? Yeah. I supplement with vitamin D supplement, yeah. but yeah. I don't, and I think that the lamp would actually be a phenomenal thing. With that being said, I, I still work out like every day outside. I try not to like, I try and get as much sunlight. Like I, like right. last time we talked, I had just gone surfing, like granted yeah, I'm yeah. head to toe and rubber, but still like, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. But you're not doing sunscreen, a eh? Correct. Do you do any in the, in the summer or if you're, if you're going to be out for a few hours. Start out in the morning with no sunscreen and then like yeah. apply when necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I like that concept. Yeah. And then, and then if I go surfing too, I, I make sure I don't wear my glasses or my, con like obviously not glasses, but like I don't wear my contacts to try and actually get some melanopsin to be created, which right. is always nice to have in your body. Like you were talking about with the, the blue blocking glasses. Yes. Um, and so, and, and for anyone listening who might like uh, just want that extra information and might not be familiar with it, I'll just say uh, the, the, the point there is to get as much sun on your skin and in your eyes, not like directly in your eyes. Don't, don't stare at the sun, kids, AKA former president. Um, but, <laughs> was, who, um, but, but who hasn't done that? I'm not sticking up for the guy in any regards, but like, I don't think I've actually seen an eclipse that I didn't at least real quickly be like, well, oh, well that hurt. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> but, uh, the point is it's going to set your circadian rhythm. So that's why the blue light at night throws off your circadian rhythm and, and messes up your sleep cycles. So we're trying to have more regular sleep cycles so that you have the same kind of go to sleep time, the same wake up time, the same, uh, you know, in the morning, theoretically, you're getting that, that start of your day rhythm. We're talking about hormones. There's all these different things going on. Uh, you yeah. have a, you know, cortisol rhythm that should be happening uh, and, and that some folks will look at. So anyway, back to you. Yeah. So then, I mean, just regular work, which luckily is pretty active and will include some exercise. So it, it kind of in my mind, I've already like hit the tea in the morning. So I'm starting that hydration, diet and digestion. Like I, I think I eat pretty clean I, it, and only because I end up one, like I, I'm mm. not married to what I'm eating today. I am just trying yes. to be very in tune with my body saying like, does my body like this or does my right. body not like this right. today? Right. And, and our bodies will change over time. Right. Uh, so, and you've been experimenting for the last 15, 20 years. No, really like the last like five to seven years oh, is okay. when I like started to realize Got that maybe the things I put into my body affected uh, my body. Yes. Yes. Go crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and I used to be, I'll, I'll, I'll add my little story here. The dog just got back from some playtime. Um, but, uh, the, I used to be the men's health guy. That was like my thing. And I was like whole wheat pasta, uh, you know, low fat yogurt. And I was like, why am I not seeing a six pack? Why do I not feel healthy? And then I discovered like, oh, those are all things that I never want to put in my body. Um, for various reasons, which we won't get into right now, necessarily that deep, but the similar kind of concept of like, oh, like if I try to eliminate these things, let me try it and let me see how that feels. And yeah. literally, um, my shoe size shrunk. I went from a size 10 to a nine and a half and no. then over multiple years. And again, like, I don't know if I was just fitting into a bigger shoe and, but I literally, now I fit into a nine. Well, I think you were inflamed. I would have assumed that, that well, that's, that's my, Right. That's my like 
N, N of one story, yeah. pseudoscience, if you will. Uh, anyone who's seen Game Changers, like they, they show these things that is like not really super scientific. But for me, it's pretty scientific of like, yeah, uh, this happened. Like you can look at my old shoes yeah. and I was wearing size 10. And then I'm like, oh, like I fit really well into a nine and a half. And again, over time, uh, continuing to be a little more strict and getting and competing in CrossFit and all this stuff, yeah. um, taking all this stuff more seriously, uh, less alcohol, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I fit into a size nine like very comfortably now. I, I, I still like a lot of my shoes. I have a lot of shoes. Um, we're moving them. Uh, they cost a lot of money to move. So, um, <laughs> but they're, they're, the nine and a half still are there. But yeah, I, I haven't worn a 10 in a long time. So yeah, I think it's inflammation of, and we see this happen with women and they're, they're uh, retain, uh, when they're pregnant, they're retaining water, that kind of thing. But um, similar concept, I guess, of, of like that, just inflammation. And again, by not having inflammation in my gut as much, uh, it allows my kind of six pack to show a little bit more. Um, I'm not that eager and I love foods too much that I'm not going to avoid like, you know, completely being 100% clean for a long enough period of time that I'm going to be at whatever 10% body fat so that all my six packs will show because I'm married. I don't need all that. So anyway, wow, that's you're not 26. You don't have no, to have and, and, and again, showing a six pack is not always the biggest sign of long-term health. No, um, so, so, but obviously, you know, there's this, these things that we're discovering, like you're talking about of where do I feel healthy? Where's my brain fog? Where's my energy for the day? Um, so all these different concepts. And again, so far for your day, I would say mine is relatively similar. So keep going. Cool. Back to you, Steve. In the studio. Yes, exactly. So I think I'm at work right now and maybe I've worked out a little bit. That's great. And then I, I think maybe the nighttime routine is where like things get all a right, little. All right, let's step, let's come back to the workout because that's that is one of our your eight. Oh yeah, of course. Um, but like, what kind of workout is it? Is it low intensity? Are you lifting something heavy? Are you doing cardio? Are you doing six yeah. pack abs? Yeah, it depends on the day, and that's where six I, minute I, abs, bro. Six. I know minutes. that's it. That's all you need. <laughs> no, no, no. You're thinking free time, and it's clearly Gorgonzola here. So <laughs> the, for me, my workouts are very different every single day. Okay. So I will constantly do some, varied. What's up? Yeah, constantly exactly. Varied, high intensity. Sometimes it's high intensity. Functional I, movements. I, totally functional movements. If I don't deadlift. That, I'm, 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 uh, you, you, it's clearly going over your head. Like every but, buzzword uh, ever. No, it's, it's the definition of CrossFit. That's one of the oh, ways. What is it? Sorry. That's one of the ways. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, you, you don't have to be familiar with my cult that I used to be a part of. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Um, but yeah, that's one of the definitions of CrossFit is constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity. Okay. So that's why it was an interesting, and some people take that to flipping tires and, you know, deadlifting 400 pounds with rounded backs and all this stuff. But uh, anyway, back to you. Yeah, no. So <laughs> as far as the exercise, I would say that I do steady state cardio. So when I talk about that, I'm saying for, and this is like, this is a great time to like connect layman's terms and what you and I might say. So one good way to improve your aerobic capacity, and I'm just going to use that meaning the amount of energy that you can burn. That's also using oxygen at the same time is to do well, steady I, state. I, I, I like to say lung capacity or, or, you know, if, yeah. if that's not too inaccurate for you. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds, I, I actually saw a paper that was written about the difference between VO2 max, mm. aerobic capacity, like yeah. kind of, I think we can get into the nuance and the weeds on it, but honestly, you know. I, I actually don't, I wouldn't even care to, because I, yeah. that paper I walked away with being like, I don't, I mean, they're pretty close. Like, right, right, like right. VO2 max and aerobic capacity. For, for like research purposes and textbooks. And yeah. yeah, we can get down that that path. But at the end of the day, for me, uh, I'll, I'll add the level of like, yeah, like how long can you keep your heart rate at 160? Or, yeah. you know, like, yeah, like what is your lung capacity? And again, not to keep talking about CrossFit by any means, but it's how much work can you do so if it's a matter of, I have, you know, a, a thousand pounds over here, as again, we're moving, apparently we have 8,000 pounds of stuff estimated yeah. uh, and that's what we're getting charged on, which I don't like this system, man. Tell you, do a whole podcast about moving and the problems there. But yeah, he's estimating that we have 8,000 pounds. So if I have 8,000 pounds and let's say we don't have trucks and things like that. Okay. So 
I have to move that 8,000 pounds, you know, say, let's say we're going to two houses over. I have to move it there. How quickly and how well can I move that 8,000 pounds versus how long is it going to take Steve here? So, um, you know, if it takes me seven hours and he's able to do it in six hours, he has more capacity than me. He has one hour more. He's done yeah. the work more efficiently. So anyway, back to you. Yeah. So, so that's for me. And just, this is the way that I work with my clients and that I, you know, I, again, I do it with myself. Then I kind of do it with my brother and then I do it with my wife. And then I bring it to the general population. Like anything that I want to do. The experiments you're talking about? Yeah, like experimenting as far as like, let's say that I, um, let's say I go to a course and let's say I just learned how to coach a Turkish get up a certain way. Like I'm going to do it myself a whole bunch. Then I'm going to see if I can coach my brother on it. Then I'm going to see if I can coach my wife on it. And then I'm going to bring it some patience. Usually this happens in like mice, and then maybe bigger animals, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then eventually there's like human trials. Precisely, yeah. exactly. So, so for me, when I'm talking about exercise, and this goes into the foundations of health, obviously, uh, having a robust aerobic system, I think, is really important. One of the ways that you, whoever's listening to this right now, can improve your aerobic capacity is to make sure that your heart, which is a muscle, just like any other muscle the last place in that heart, which has four chambers before it ends up going out into your body is your left ventricle. And if you can get your left ventricle to be stretched again, it's a muscle. It can be stretched or it can be tight, just like anything else. If you can get that to stretch and have the most, what's called eccentric hypertrophy, then you are the one step closer to having a better aerobic system. So in general, for anyone who's kind of wants some concrete things to do, anywhere between 60% of your heart rate, max heart rate, and 80% of your max heart rate is when that left ventricle is going to fill to its maximum before it squeezes that blood out. So if it's beating faster, it's not actually getting that stretch because it's before it's totally full, it's going to kick that blood out. So somewhere, and if you needed a little bit higher guidelines as far as like 60 or 80, in more unconditioned people, it would be 60% of your max heart rate is when that left ventricle, again, the four chambers of the heart, left ventricle is the last place that it goes before it goes out in your body. That will get maximally filled at 60 to 70% of your max heart rate. And then for more trained people, it would be more on the 70 to 80%. Yeah. So I'm doing steady state cardio for me. It's running at a certain pace that I'm watching my heart rate and right. just trying to keep within the navigational beacons. And I'll do that two times a week. But if I have a resting heart rate, that's pretty low. Like I have a pretty decent aerobic system. So for me, that's not the lowest hanging fruit, but if it was, do it three times a week, go 45 to 90 minutes, heart rate between 60 and 80, and make sure that you're building up that aerobic system so that it can replay. Even if you're, even even if you are, don't consider your sport particularly aerobic, that will refill your other systems, your anaerobic systems much more quickly. So that's kind of like words here. So many fancy words. <laughs> I tried to use not fancy words. I was like trying to bring it down. I, I, was, I was like, oh, this is like uh, Dr. Ruchio's book. It's a little, <laughs> that's all right. I, but I want to uh, offer of that. No, I mean, uh, hopefully our, our listeners are very, very uh, well informed. Yeah. But, but here's, here's my questions on that. If I may interject, it's my it show. Is- so I will interject. Um, interject a, a, what are your, are your goals? I'm going to guess. And you tell me if I'm right or wrong is, yeah. is, are you just trying to be as healthy as you can and live as long as you can and do all yeah. the fun things like surf and things like that. So exactly. that's kind of your goals, you don't have a specific goal of like, I want to run a marathon. I need to get my time a little faster. So you're talking yeah. more generic general goals. Okay. So that's yeah. one, uh, B one B B is, I used to have a professor who would do that. Like he would say one <laughs> like and then B like, <laughs> No, um, but is the second thing would be, ha- are you going, so there's the, there's the very basic way to do it. Um, have you ever done a VO2 test? How do you know your, ma- your max heart rate? Um, yeah. 
the the standard one that if you Google it, guys out there listening is 210 minus your age. So if you're 40 years old, your max heart rate estimated is 170. So when he's saying 60 to 80% off of that, you would do the math, whatever that is. Uh, I can't even do that math right now, but off of 170 being your max heart rate theoretically. So I know that with my whoop, I look at some of my workouts, I'm still hitting some of my workouts 180. Um, and, and, you know, I am close to 40. So my, my, my theorized max heart rate should be 170, but I'm still hitting in that like 180. I think I can go higher, but I haven't really been pushing quite to that level for various reasons because I just don't want to. Um, anyway, but yeah, have you calculated your max heart rate? Yeah, the, not even necessarily the the max heart rate, but I actually use the car carbone. Like I use 220 minus my age as far as like Sorry, 220, not 220. Yeah, that, that's just what I use. But okay. yeah, I, I said 210. I was wrong. I, I, you might be right, but it's been a while. You know, I'm going to so, Google it while you're talking. Yeah, go for it. And then the, the, for, for the intervals, again, if you, if anyone who's listening wants to get in the weeds, it's the Carvonin. And I feel like I'm mispronouncing that method, which gives you your intervals because you could just use that number and then that's fine. But what's actually a little bit better to do is kind of use a calculation that factors in your resting heart rate. So that's where, you can get really nice, kind of even more precise heart rate. New York City, folks. New York City right there with the sirens in the back. Oh, yeah, exactly. And yeah, it is 220. My bad. Yeah, whatever. That's, so, I mean, so, well, that, that to me kind of confirms because it is 220 minus I'm almost 40. So my, maybe it is my max heart rate. I've been around 180, 182, somewhere yeah. in there. So that might be what I've been hitting so far. I'd like to, I should push that. I'm going to push that. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that, that in, in, and I think that kind of like leads, you're talking about heart rate and like kind of pushing it. The other sort of training that I'll do is threshold training, which is the, it, again, to keep this as like user-friendly as possible. There is a point, there is a heart rate where your body will typically go from being able to use oxygen, which is aerobic, what we're doing right here, right now. Let's say you start walking up some stairs. Okay, let's see how it goes. There, there then begins a point where your body has to flip over to anaerobic, which almost like kind of starts your clock onto when you will fail and stop. The easiest way to find out what that threshold is is what's called a modified Cooper's test. So get your heart rate monitor. Or the real Cooper's test. Yeah, you know what? I, I did the real Cooper's test for my – for like the 12 minute run test mm-hmm. for my so, yeah, that's the, the coop the standard traditional cooper test yeah. is a 12 minute run yeah as far and as you possibly can as far as you can that is your scores however many meters or miles however we're calculating right. it and uh then the second component to that is what max heart rate did you hit at the yeah. 12 minute mark you should be, still be pushing that max heart rate and uh, then how quickly does your heart rate recover for the first minute and the second minute? Right. And, and so, th- so that's the full Cooper, the modified Cooper takes the average every six, correct? Like you do it. I do an assault bike and echo bike, right. and airdyne, whatever you right. want. Mod- well, modified Cooper to me is just, is just six minutes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Modified Cooper is six minutes. You're saying it measures every six. I don't know what you meant by that. So when I did a modified Cooper and I, I do them from time to time, I watch my heart rate every minute. Yeah. And then at the end of those six minutes, I average that heart rate. And then that gives me my anaerobic threshold or my aerobic, where I switch over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Aerobic yeah. To anaerobic. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 There's all sorts of fun calculations. And again, we're getting nerded out folks. No, um, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so yeah, if at the end of the day, uh, this is the kind of stuff, if you're a strength and conditioning nerd and you want to learn more, we can certainly go down that path. But if you're uh, not as interested in geeking out on this, which I'm honestly, like as much as I am, I'll be honest, uh, sometimes I'm kind of like, I just want to know the number and like, what, is, what does that mean for me and what do I have to do? So yeah. um, so I don't mean to, to poo-poo it by any means. It's all very like, it's super interesting. Uh, I, I do journal clubs and we talk about this stuff and yeah. like, it's super interesting. But, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, what, do I, what am I testing my friend on here? Um, yeah. you know, and, or your brother or your wife. Um, My so mice. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the modified Cooper six minutes, same kind of thing. Uh, and, and understanding when you're in that kind of fat burning zone, 
uh, as well, right? So, and and that's what we some some people also call that like zone two cardio. Uh, yeah, that 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 for for me, honestly, like I know that 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 there's some nomenclature around that that I'm not particularly well versed in. Like mm -hmm. all I'm trying to do is find that heart rate and then train at or a little bit above that heart rate to try and push that window open to make me hopefully, like you said, like a happier and healthier 90 year old down. Right. <laughs> cool, man. Well, we are running. Out I know. Of I feel like we didn't even, we got to, not, which is fine. This is, yeah. this is my way to bait into a part three where we'll actually <laughs> talk about breathing, connection to self, connection to community, connection to nature. And, well, uh, some more sleep and stress you, stuff. You just need to stop lying about it being eight foundation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. The and fact awesome. that I'm like, next time we'll cover the other half of them. And I list yeah. out. <laughs> like, mm, there's uh, your Since we're geeking out on math, it feels like, uh, you know, the <laughs> we did four, then we did, then it went to eight, then it's going to go to 16, then it goes to 32. And I already got my 99. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Cool, man. Um, and what's the square root of 99? 33? Wait, no. No. Three times, three times, what? What is it? Oh, it's, I don't know. It's, Ask it's, my wife. I don't know. It, it's it's uh, like 9.8 something. Because the, the square root of 100 is 10. Because 10 times 10 is 100. Math. Yeah. Math. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. One more time for the folks. We're going to go with the eight that he has listed in his ebook. If you want the ebook, it is on IPT. IHealthSciences.com. Uh, hydration. Pop up, throw in your email address, download that book. Yes, sir. Hydration. Diet digestion. Yep. Those. Diet digestion. Again, he's sneaking them in there. There, there's similarities. And I just called it eating, people. Eating. It's all under my eating. Um, <laughs> sleep, stress, exercise, ergonomic slash environment. Mm -hmm. And again, now we're, then we're talking about chemical environment and we're talking about physical <laughs> environment, uh, mental environment. All right. Then breathing and connection are the last ones. Uh, and you mentioned skin shit, sanity. I like that. The, the three S's I used to say, uh, when you're getting ready, you got a shit shower shave. Um, yeah. and if you have time, you have sex. So shit shower shave sex. <laughs> Um, but I would, I would say maybe your gut is linked with sex just from like a testosterone estrogen kind of thing. Oh, it's see, I mean, yeah, it's we can, we can connect everything. And again, that's the, that's where, again, like the healthy gut, healthy you component is it seems the gut is connected to everything, hormones, uh, your drive, everything. So, um, all sorts of fun stuff there, folks, uh, go check out Stephen Horney. If you're in New York city, he's seeing folks in person, although I think he cut off uh, see any new patients because he's yeah. full. he's full uh, if you want to work with me online hit me up i'm all over the place uh bono stuff podcast uh, bono stuff on youtube dr boba benko on instagram and if you're listening i guess you're already on here so <laughs> uh we'll see you guys next time any other last thoughts for the kids no nah, man good luck with the move thank you thank you we'll uh touch hey, base soon when I'm in Colorado, we can do part 17 of this conversation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. We're uh, signing off from.